Dan Bongino. Aiming to stop free speech so the speaker can no longer speak is exclusively a far-left phenomenon. The Dan Bongino Show. I'm talking to moderates in the Democratic Party who are actually interested in what's going on, not blind lemmings walking off a cliff into an abyss of stupidity. Get ready to hear the truth about America. The rich did it. Yeah, the rich did it. They lent money to people who bought homes, and the people never paid the money back. Oh, wow, that sounds like a great business plan. On a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. Welcome to the Renegade Republican with Dan Bongino. Producer Joe, how are you today? Stop the insanity, Dan. Stop the insanity. Man, I got a ton of emails on yesterday's show. Yeah? A lot. And one, I have to tell you, folks, one uh, one kind of got to me a little bit. It was a nice email. Mm. It wasn't written uh, in any kind of a negative way, but it was from a listener. And yesterday I had discussed that the Social, the social Security problem, how, you know, we're bankrupt. And yeah. are we going to have an honest conversation about it or are we just going to all do the liberal thing and, you know, <laughs> as the graveyard is on our right. Right. Um. You know what I'm saying? I mean, we're whistling past the grave. I mean, I, I, it's not what I do. So I got an email. Again, it wasn't a, a nasty email, but um, the person who wrote me the email, and I do appreciate it. You, if you're a regular listener, you know who you are, made a point that I think I made. I was a little confused. And the point he made is, listen, I paid into Social Security my whole life. It's not my fault that the system screwed up and bankrupt. Right. Um, and I, I, I get it. Like, I agree. Yeah. Folks. That was this, the point of it. That was the point of it. Like, I am totally with you that, yes, your money was taken by the government. Right. Your money was taken by no fault of your own. And the point he makes is a viable one mm-hmm. and a good one. He says, listen, I could have invested this money on my own and done 10 times better than I'm doing now by Social Security. But the bottom line is I gave him my money and I want some of my money back. Mm-hmm. I totally get it. I am not arguing that point at all. On, on the morals and ethics of it, you are right. But we are not liberals, and numbers and arithmetic do not give a damn about anybody's morals or ethics. Do you see my point, Joe? I'm not telling you you're wrong. Sir, you are absolutely correct. The United States government gave you the big double-barreled middle finger and said, here's where you can go with your morals and ethics. You gave them your money under law. You had no choice. Under, under, the, under the law that breaks down the taxes and the distributions of Social Security payroll taxes. They took your money and they blew it. And that's generally what happens whenever you let government take care of anything. Every time. Yep. They have a 100% success record of failure. Right. The government. And that was the point yesterday, I believe. That was the point. I'm not telling you you're wrong. And I do appreciate your email, your listenership. I read all the emails that come in. I'm just telling you... Are, Math doesn't care about how we feel about it. There's no money. There is no money in Social Security. Are we going to address the problem or are we going to argue the morals and ethics of it? That's great. I I agree with you. The government screwed you. But the problem I have with this is, and I don't mean this as an insult, but this is what liberals do. They argue emotions rather than reality. Mm. And if we're going to argue about, well, I deserve it, it's my money. Yes, yes. The court adjourns, sir. You are correct. You are on the right side of morality and ethics. The problem is the math doesn't care. There's no, there's no money there. There's no you. Think about this in the outside. Because when government gets involved, people get confused. Mm-hmm. 
as if somehow government can print money and magically fabricate money out of thin air. Imagine going into a bank and you take a loan, right? Mm -hmm. You take a loan and you want to open up with that loan a private charity. And you think you're going to raise all this money to go help people. And you're legitimately a good man or woman that does this, right? Right. You walk in, you take a $10,000 loan, you want to start a Hurricane Harvey charity, and you're convinced that at a minimum, you're going to raise enough money to keep the operational costs open and get people money. You have no ill intent at all. Let's say you raise no money at all. People give the money to somewhere else, the Red Cross or whatever, Mm -hmm. and you don't raise a dime. The bank is going to want that first payment in a month. Yep. They don't care about the morals and ethics of it. I don't, I really genuinely do not want to hurt this gentleman's feelings because it was a great email and I'm, I'm trying desperately not to be harsh. I'm just trying to tell you that this show is a facts and database show. If we start doing what liberals do that, Hey, I was right. I got screwed over. So therefore we should continue to take the distributions and, and, and not argue for any change. I, I don't know what to tell you. Sorry, what were you going to say, Joe? No, I was going to say, if you look at that bank example you just gave, you have a, a, a moral and an ethical obligation to pay it back as well. But you don't have the money to do it. You wanted to do the right thing and pay it back. But on your side, you don't have the money to pay it's not it there. back. Right. It's, it's just, just, it's not, just there. not there. Now, when government gets involved, people get confused. Because people seem to think, oh, well, the government can just print the money. They can't just print the money. Mm-hmm. They, can, they can print the money. They can't print the value. It's nothing. It's monopoly money. Now, just some. A quick, I don't want to spend a lot of time on this. I just. I was a little, you know, taken aback by the email because I know a lot of our listeners get it. And I thought, wow, maybe he didn't get my point. I'm not telling him he's wrong. I'm just telling him the math isn't there. Mm. Um, as a piece in front page mag, I'll put in the show notes. Always available at Bongino.com. Please subscribe to my email list there, and I will send you these articles every day. It's a really good one. I go and dig these things up around the internet every day. Front page mag piece by Bruce Thornton. Some more numbers on Social Security in case you think I'm making this up. It has $12.5 trillion in unfunded liabilities over the next 75 years. $12.5 trillion Mm -hmm. in obligations it owes to people and has no money. That's up 166% from just 10 years ago. Social Security lost $54 billion in 2016. It's scheduled to lose $215 billion in 10 years. Folks, and under, in case you're under any illusion, Thornton throws this in there, which is a really good number, which we've referenced before in regards to tax conversations as well. If you're under any illusions whatsoever that, oh, we can just tax the rich more to pay back my money than I paid in. Mm. Again, I'm not telling you you're wrong from wanting your own money back. The collective wealth of our 540 billionaires we have in the country, mm-hmm. if we were to confiscate it all, there are 540 billionaires in the country. If we took everything, mm-hmm. those evil rich guys, according to the leftist mentality, yeah, sure. it would yeah, yeah. <laughs> it would not fund the government, Joe, for one year. Right. What do you do then? Now you have a bunch of billionaires with no businesses. Their businesses go out of business. Their employees go out of business. Now you have no more money. I, I just, uh, you know, and again, sir, I'm not trying to be, I'd address the viewer email I'm just telling you that we can address the emotions of the situation or we can discuss the fix. And I'm telling you what the fix is. If you are 55 and younger, you should not even consider Social Security. You should be lobbying to get rid of it. Folks, we are all going to have to do something. Listen to me. I, 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 this is not, I'm not a motivational speaker, okay? But I'm telling you, and I, 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 we had a thing in the Secret Service. I can't say this enough. It was called getting big. When the gunshots uh, start 
you know, going down, right? We do these training exercises called the salt on principle mm-hmm. where you would use simunition rounds, which are these plastic bullets with little uh, waxy soap substance inside and it's colored so you can see who hits you. Mm-hmm. These simunitions hurt like hell. Now, granted, they don't hurt like real bullets. Thankfully, it's going to be kind of a silly training exercise. Let's shoot at each other and see what happens. <laughs> but the simunitions hurt. And in the winter, when the plastic bullets get really hard, they hurt like Hades. It's nasty. When you get hit in the hands... You get close to getting some broken fingers, so you don't want to get hit with some munitions. But in those in those exercises, we'd have a mock protectee, an actor, be like, "Hey, you're going to be play the president." You walk them around. You know, they don't tell you when the attack's going to come. You drive around for an hour in the training center, nothing happens. Then all of a sudden, all hell breaks loose, and everybody starts firing at you. They would say all the time, "Get big, get big, get big." You don't duck. You have to get big. You have to get in front of the protectee and take the shot. Take it in the face. Take it in the back. And you have a, you know, you have a training mask on. But uh, take it in the hands. You gotta take the shot. That's what we're hired to do. Take the shot, mm. folks. We all have to get big. None of this is going to be easy. We are in a catastrophically bad debt situation. Now. Why am I talking about this today? Again, not to address yesterday's show repeatedly, but because I always tie this to current events. One, tax reform, and I'll get to that in a second, which is already, I can't believe what's happening with the Trump team. I just can't believe it. And secondly, a piece in CNS News, which again, I'll put in the show notes today, available at Drudge too. Joe, through August, we have taxed the United States citizens and taken a record amount of their money. Mm -hmm. We have now taken in August the most money we have ever taken from the United States citizenry through the federal government. We have taken in $2.9 trillion through August. Now, you would think, again, if if we were willing to get big, we'd say, well, what the hell are we doing with that money? Well, we have spent $3.6 trillion. So, you have Jay's abacus ready? Uh, yeah, okay. yeah. Here's you go. Here we go. Yeah, bring it up. Okay, so the federal government is taking in two point nine trillion. So get that on. Get that on the abacus. Two point nine. Now I want to know this: the number I'm about to give you now is this more or less than two point nine trillion? So the federal government spent three point six trillion. So get the abacus out, Joe. Is three point mm. six trillion in fact more than two point nine trillion? Work the abacus. It, it's more, Dan. It's more. It's more. It's more. Yeah. How does this happen? How does this happen? Matter of fact, from what I'm seeing here, yeah, it's about looks like 670 billion or something more, folks. Yeah, this is just astonishing. We are sucking our citizenry dry. I mean, at what point do we start to say to ourselves, okay, what am I giving up to start to cut this government spending back? Folks, we're all going to have to take it on the chin. I get the social security thing and I'm, and I, and I'm, and I'm, I understand why we would leave 55 or older alone. And the reason why is you're pa- mo- largely most people are past their peak earnings potential. Yeah. And physically, you're you're not you're just not able to make up the difference for us. 55 and younger folks, if, we're, if you're a serious conservative libertarian or a reasonable Democrat, we got to pay off this debt. We can't spend any more money. You know what that means? You want to hear some tough talk. You want to hear some reality here. No BS, no crap, no garbage, no junk. Go somewhere else for that. If you're 55 or younger, forget Social Security. Write it up. Matter of fact, you should be lobbying to not get it. Forget Medicare. It's bankrupt. It's got to go. Medicaid should be strictly, strictly relegated to the poorest among us and time limited. 
Unless you absolutely cannot work. If you can work, Medicaid, put a, a cap on it. What, at four or five years? After that, you got to buy your own health insurance or find a job. Oh, you're so uncaring. You know what's uncaring? Bankruptcy. We just took from the American citizenry the most money we've ever taken, and we're still going bankrupt. Folks, you got to get big. We have to. Everybody has to give up something. I live in Florida. I should not get subsidized rates on my flood insurance from you. If I have to pay two grand a year for flood insurance because that's what it costs, then damn it, that's what it costs. Send me the bill. I don't want to send you the bill. My social security, if I got to give it up, folks, it's a good amount of money. I have to give it up because I care. When are we going to go for it and do the right thing? I mean, I can't imagine in the secret service, someone saying, get small, let the protectee take the bullet. You don't want to get hurt. (laughs) Then why did you sign up? Being an American citizen requires some sense of obligation to a bigger and better cause. And that bigger and better cause is maintaining the next generation's prosperity as well. It's not all about us. You know, mm. it's why this I'm particularly hot on this today, too, just so you know, is that, you know, I don't know what's going on with the Trump administration. I, I just don't. Yeah. I mean, I'm trying my best, Joe, and I know coming from the morning show, you probably know where I'm going with this, but yeah. What the hell is going on? I'm trying my hardest to defend the administration because I believe, I really genuinely believe that Trump is a better person than a lot of people give him credit for. Even a lot of people who support him. I don't think, some of them think he's just not a good guy, but they support him because he he, he goes on attack against the outsiders. Everything I've heard about Trump, let me just tell you a quick story. For those of you who are new listeners, this is fast. My mother-in-law tells me this story all the time. She's a Hispanic immigrant. Oh my God, she definitely hates Trump. No, she loves him to death. (laughs) You know, because she's not an automaton. She's an independent thinker. She tells this story about Trump all the time. When he was in, um, was it LaGuardia and they had Trump Airline? Mm -hmm. That the people used to go on and clean the planes that he came on once in a while and he would give the people that clean the planes $100 tips and he would do it personally. He wasn't looking for any recognition or press out of it. He would just do it. Now, granted, is I mean, is that it's a small story. It's a small example. But do you ever notice as well that the people who know Trump are ferociously loyal to him? Yeah. I have do you been. notice that, Joe? Like yeah. nobody leaves this organization. Like people have been there, been there forever. Mm-hmm. There's something there. And I'm trying desperately to cling on to my belief that he's really sincere about changing the changing what's happening in the swamp but everybody i know and i'm giving you some inside baseball i i'm, I'm not i'm really i'm trying not to violate anybody's trust by doing this but i communicate behind the scenes it's not a humble brag it's just a fact behind the scenes with a lot of conservative activists who many of who you know who are pretty prominent types they do cable commentary they run think tanks and stuff and they've been involved in a lot of the trenches and a lot of the fights and these conservative these are conservative warriors these are not establishmentarians i personally vouch for them i know what they've done and i know the scars they have they're all either don't have jobs in the trump administration or had them and got canned now today we hear about this daca thing Now, again, the White House is disputing this, to be fair. The DACA thing I'm referring to is Nancy Pelosi and Schumer said they had a meeting with Trump last night. Mm -hmm. And in that meeting, they're claiming that they got a deal on DACA with no funding for the border wall. Now, folks, I'll be honest with you. I know this may may disturb some of you, but that's okay. I'm, I'm not here to lie to you. The border wall for me is a priority, but it's not the priority. I need tax cuts and I need Obamacare to go away. If we get the border wall in three years, four years, or five years, I'm okay with that if we get tax cuts in Obamacare. But here's the but. This is a huge priority to a lot of people who came out and voted for Trump. 
because they feel like our, 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 we're, that the nation has no, if you don't have borders, you don't have a country, which is a very reasonable mm-hmm. and sound belief, not rooted at all, Joe, in any sense of uh, you know xenophobia, according to the stupid, ridiculous liberal narrative, okay? Mm-hmm. But if that's the case, now Trump's disputing this. He's disputed it on his own Twitter. That a deal was made on DACA that involves no trade-off for border wall funding at all. I, I mean, I don't know. I, I That's indefensible. It's indefensible. This was his main campaign slogan, was it not? Did, mm-hmm. I, did I miss something? You know, and I've been very quiet about the purging of, of, of anti-establishment people from the administration because I don't want to violate anybody's trust. And I'm trying my best to help this president get things done without focusing on the negative. But folks, at what point does this just become more of the same? George W. Bush's third term. I mean, it's time to move on. All right, before I get to how this relates to the tax story, I do have a, we have to pay the bills around here. So mm-hmm. I appreciate you all supporting our sponsors, by the way. Thank you very much. Um, Brickhouse Nutrition uh, sponsors today's show along with My Patriot Supply. But Brickhouse is, uh, they've been with us from the beginning. They run a great nutritional product company. These guys are really good and they have some really great researchers on board there at the company, a doctor there who looks into all the latest stuff and puts out a really great product. One of their best products is Dawn to Dusk. I get a ton of positive feedback on this. It's an energy product that solves a big problem in the energy product arena that problem is the crash you know anybody can give you energy for an hour or two you know have a strong cup of coffee the problem is you know two hours later you're on the couch sleeping because you crashed they figured this out through a time release pill that i get a ton of positive feedback on Cliff, who listens to the show and is a pilot, I sent one of the best emails about it a while ago. Uh, but I have people working assembly lines, cops, working parents. They love this stuff. Folks, it'll get you through the day. Nice move ele- mood elevation, nice boost in energy. Joe uses it. My yep. wife uses it. I have bottles of it in my house. It's terrific stuff. It's called Dawn to Dusk. Give it a shot. Give me your feedback. I'm, I give you my email because I'm so sure you're going to like it. Uh, it's daniel at bongino.com. But go to brickhousenutrition.com slash dan. That's BrickHouseNutrition.com slash Dan. And please give it a shot, Dawn to Dust, for CrossFitters, mixed martial arts people, working men and women, military folks, cops, firemen, teachers, people who need to get through the day. It's a really, really good product. I promise you'll uh, you'll really like it. Send me your feedback. Again, go to BrickHouseNutrition.com slash Dan. All right. Um, so, again, I'm upset about this because the Trump administration seems to be evaporating away like an Alka-Seltzer tablet, and it's, it, it, it appears to be Bush administration number three. And here's what we're seeing again uh, right now with the with this tax thing. Now, this is the tax argument I'm going to pin largely on swamp rat Republicans because what they're doing now is they're afraid. Folks, you need to go for it on the taxes. You need to go for it, okay? I said this on Levin's show once, and I mean it. It is time to take the football, right? Get on the field, not in the NFL because we're not watching the NFL, but get on the college football field or whatever, the high school football field on Friday night, and throw the damn ball down the field. Go for the Hail Mary and go to win the game. Don't play the tie. Don't do the two-point conversion. Throw the Hail Mary and get down the field. You're losing by five. You need six. Throw the ball down the field. Don't run it. Don't kneel on it. Don't wait for overtime. You got to go for it. And what's happening now, Joe? The Republicans in Congress are inventing every excuse in the book to not push for this big agenda. Mm-hmm. Now, again, to be fair, Trump has been pretty adamant. I'll give him credit on this, that he wants a 15% corporate tax rate. But he's he's the administration's putting out another talking point, which, folks, again, should really bother the snot out of you. Well, the rich aren't going to benefit. Why are we doing that? Why are we saying that? Why are we saying that? What do you mean the rich are... We're doing class warfare now? Mm. 
I mean, how many times are we going to quote on this show the work of Stephen Moore? He used to write at the Washington Times. I don't know if he still does. He was at Heritage. He's, he's done some really terrific work on how cutting tax rates affects the rich and their actual tax revenue they contribute to the United States. The work is, is conclusive. When the Reagan tax cuts took place and the, the rich, Joe, got a tax cut at the top rate from 70 to 28 percent, not only the rich pay more in gross money, the rich paid a greater percentage of the tax burden on the United States taxpayer as well because their incomes grew and they took, if taking 28% of, of double and triple your money is far more than taking uh, 70% of, of someone who's going bankrupt because the economy stinks. The rich did pay more. Why are we using class warfare? I don't understand this. So rather than beating around the bush and complaining and whining about it, this is a solutions-based show. What should Trump do right now? Scrap and stop this nonsense about we're not going to rich. The rich aren't going to benefit. Who care? We what we care about is fairness. We, who benefits? So we're trying to screw the rich now. I don't get it. Here's what we should do. The top tax rate now is close to 43 percent. We should drop all of the rates across the board and just go for it. 20% flat across the board. 20% top income tax rate, 20% capital gains tax rate, 20% corporate tax rate. There'll be no arbitraging there. There'll be no trying to hide money. Everybody, if you get it as a stock option or whatever it is, it'll all be taxed the same. Listen, I'm a fair tax guy. I think that's the best plan. The bottom line is, again, I'm here for reality. I would support it if I was in Congress. I'm not. I'm not running again. But it doesn't have the votes right now. If it did, it would pass. I would like to see that in the long run. But for now, a flat rate across the board, 20% across the board, income, capital gains, corporate tax rate. There's nowhere to hide the money. Everybody gets a rev- a tax rate uh, cut. Revenue will eventually wind up going up because you'll see growth in the economy as that money filters its way back into the economy. This is not hard, but that's not what they're talking about. And this is what bothers me about this. The GOP and Congress are already like, well, Joe, because we got to use reconciliation, the budget has to balance in 10 years, so it has to be revenue neutral. What's the point then? What's the point? Joe, let me ask you a simple question. If the purpose of tax cuts, and you're a legitimate conservative or libertarian, is to inject money into the economy by letting people fatten up their wallets and spend and invest it, what's the point of saying it has to be revenue neutral? In other words, we have to take the money back another way. Uh... No, what's the point? Revenue neutral, meaning, Joe, yeah. we're going to cut tax rates, but we need to take the same amount yeah. of money from you anyway. Oh, that makes a... Are, are you that stupid? Can Seriously, can you be in Congress and be this dumb? So your point is that we want to make a fictitious tax cut. Yeah. We want to make... So here's what we're going to do, Joe. We're going to cut the top... Uh, the, we're going to cut the middle class tax rate from whatever, 28 to 20%. But don't worry. We're going to eliminate all these deductions to make sure you pay just as much. What's the point? What's the point? The point is to get more money into your wallet. The point isn't to screw you over in some stupid shell game like a clown show. Like it's a big clown show. Hey, look, here's the pee under the shell. Look, it disappeared. What? Uh, well, I mean, are we this dumb? We're arguing now on leftist terminology. We don't want it to benefit the rich. Okay, so you don't want it to work is what you're saying. Mm. How do you think the rich got rich? Oh, by figuring out what to do with their money when it wound up in their wallet? What the f- do you think they did with the money, you dopes? Oh, my gosh. Folks, I'm not rich. Newsflash, go look at my FEC filings when I ran for Congress. I promise you, I'm not rich. We do okay. 
I'm not rich. Right. If someone told me tomorrow, this tax cut's going to benefit people wealthier than you, but it's going to grow the economy, have at it, amigo. I don't care. Get freaking big. Stop bitching and get big. We're not getting big right now. We're getting small. Oh, we can't benefit the rich. It'll be political blowback. You know what? You think the Democrats give a rat's ass about this? No, I'm serious. Mm -hmm. Now, for all those listening, are you defending the Democrats? Yep. Bingo. I am. You know why? Because they have balls. That's why. Sorry. I know it's a family-friendly show, but they've got balls. You know what they did? They said, we want single-payer health care. They know it sucks, but they want to control the health care system. The only avenue they had to get there was Obamacare. So you know what they did? They passed it despite the fact that Americans hated it and largely still do. And they lost a ton of seats. Because you know what? The Democrats didn't care. They had their agenda. They wanted control. And they said, you know what? We're going to throw the Hail Mary down the field on Friday Night Lights. We're not going for the tie and we're not playing for overtime. And if we got to lose a few members and lose the Senate, at least we have Obamacare. And I guarantee you the Republicans won't repeal it. And they were right. Now, what do we do? We have no. None. Mm -hmm. Oh, we can't tax cut for the rich. They'll use it against us. We may lose a congressional seat in Tuscaloosa. Grow a pair. What's the point of this if you don't want to do what's right? So you, the Democrats knew Obamacare was wrong. They knew they, they knew they were lying. You like your plan, you could keep your plan. And they doubled down on the lie, the narrative, and everything else, Joe, mm-hmm. to get control of the healthcare system. And what's our excuse? We're actually doing something that's right. We're letting Amer- the Americans, uh, American people, American citizens keep more of the money they earn, and we can't do it because we got no balls. Do it. You got nothing. We are actually on the right side of history trying to save the American economy and they don't want to do it because you're afraid of losing a seat. Get the hell out of Congress then. Please, God, get out of Congress and I don't use his name in vain. I mean it. Please leave. Please go. And gosh, to the Trump team, I, I really, I, I, I'm trying my best. But what is that? We're not going to, we're not going to give the rich a tax cut. So basically, you're saying we're not going to do what works because we, we we're now engaging in Democrat class uh, income income inequality class warfare rhetoric because because what they're right then what's the point of being a Republican if you believe class warfare is legit you're you're not you're in the wrong party mm. now for those of you who say well you know we, we may hold on to seats and it may be good because then we'll get the Senate and next time next time we'll do it. ah next time that that right. out of here with that. Spit all over my microphone. How many times have we heard the next time, the next time? Ah, dude, I'm tired of it. I'm I'm sick of it. I met you, what, five, six years ago running for office? We've been saying next time since then. Yep. Since I, oh, you just give us the house. Well, we gave you the house. Nothing happened. Give us the Senate. Oh, we got rid of the oil export ban. What the hell is wrong with you guys? Give us the presidency. Give us the court. Yeah, it's, it's all crap. Freaking crap. All garbage. Pisses me off. Now, for those of you knuckleheads on the other side, on our, I mean, on our side, which seems like the other side, <laughs> establishment swamp rats. Oh, no, mm-hmm. we're going to lose. And if we, if we just get the Senate and a supermajority, we'll fix it all next time. Really? 
Because your lack of attention to detail and your lack of attention to principle and promise on taxes, on Obamacare, is now costing us in the real world. I tweeted out an article yesterday. I'm not putting it in the show notes because it's a Daily Coast piece, and that's nothing but a hate site against uh, Republicans. So I'm not even going to bother. They viciously attack Republicans at every opportunity. But I had to read the piece yesterday. You're free to look at it on my Twitter But they are right. The Daily Coast wrote a piece yesterday, Joe, we all need to be concerned about. Mm. New Hampshire, Oklahoma. Why am I mentioning these two states? One is a blue-leaning state. One is a blood-red state. We're losing races we should have won. Oklahoma is taking back seats at the state level now with Democrats in blood-red Oklahoma. Should we be terrified? No. Should we be concerned? You damn well better be. Because Republicans, in case you're missing this, and anyone on the Trump team listening, please, and I know I got at least one, please, I'm begging you, if you think this, we have to cater and move over and get the moderate Democrat strategy is going to win, you're losing your mind. They hate you. The Democrats will never vote for you. They can't stand you. And by doing that, you're going to do what's happening in Maryland right now with the Republican governor over there with the yeah. statue thing, where you know what's going to happen? You think you're getting moderate Democrats and you're not. And what, the, what happens is the loyal Republicans say, ah, he's not with us anymore. Gotten about 100 emails about the statue thing in Maryland with Larry Hogan. Really? Oh, dude, you have no idea. People are pissed. I know that, yeah. Larry Hogan won in Maryland because he got about 80% of the vote in blood-red counties in Maryland, and he did decently well amongst moderate Democrats. He is not going to make up the difference with moderate Democrats if he loses that 80% of the people who voted for him in Carroll County. The same thing is happening with Trump. They're under this illusion. I don't know who's telling them this. McMaster? I don't know. Tillerson? I have no idea. Whoever's telling them that, sell out on the tax thing. Use class warfare arguments. And by the way, go for DACA with no border wall and you'll get all these Democrats to love you is utter insanity. You know, you don't have to be Sun Tzu to figure out that when you're doing what the other side wants you to do, you're probably losing. (laughs) Am I wrong, Joe? (laughs) If the Democrats had to lay out a strategy to battle Trump, they said, okay, we've tried Trump Russia. We've tried insulting him personally. None of that's working. You can listen to yesterday's show and you'll uh, where we went into that in detail, the Politico piece. So now they're getting smart because the Democrats are always smarter than the Republicans. Always. Always. It's unbelievable how they outsmart us. So they figured this out, Joe. They're like, okay, the personal attacks aren't working, which they're not. They're, they're falling on deaf ears. All right. So they said, here, we're going to switch to strategy number two. We're going to get them to moderate by cutting deals. And the deals we're going to cut are going to work for us and give absolutely nothing to the Republicans. And they got it. They got it. Think it's amazing. We're going to go have dinner with this guy and we're going to get him to give us DACA and nothing in return. And then we're going to get a tax cut on the corporate side only. We're going to do nothing for income. We're going to demonize rich people. And then we're going to go back to our states and run as Democrats and go, look, we helped your business. We gave you a little bit of tax cut. And look, we saved the DACA kids. And they're going to win in a landslide as Republicans stay home. Who told you this was a smart idea? Seriously. Who told you this was a smart idea? Oh, man, is it frustrating at times. Mm. I mean, I feel like that we're just like hit everywhere. I mean, these Hollywood idiots, again, they have this hand-in-hand event. And, you know, good job, $44 million you raised. But can you shut up for two seconds about the politics? 
You turn on the NFL. You got to watch these idiots kneeling on the sideline. You got Ben Shapiro goes to speak at Berkeley. They need like LAPD SWAT out there, and and and, 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 and I mean a soft rep team out there to protect Shapiro because there's like threats to of killing him by these Antifa people or something. Well, they didn't exactly threaten to kill him yet, but <laughs> give it time. <laughs> uh, seriously, yeah. I mean, the last time they almost burned the place down. Mm. By the way, I'll put in another article in the show notes about the NFL. Their Thursday night opener down 13%. Fox yep. and CBS on Sunday down as well. Uh, NFL, listen, uh, and I got an email for the guy who sent me the email from the NFL. I read it. He, I read it. I got you. I got you, man. Winking or not. I can't say his name mm-hmm. or her name. But they're not listening, but they know. Get your butts off your knees and stand for the damn anthem or keep your ass in the locker room. Ridiculous. All right, let me take a breather here because I got a couple other stories no. I want to get to. But man, I you know, you, my anger is, I think, justified. We're, we're, you know, we're losing to the Democrats constantly. Principles get thrown out the window. We elect these people. We knock on the damn doors for them. We send them our money. And it's just a cesspool every single time. Every single time. Forgot to unplug the phone for this one, man. Lucky it didn't ring. There's hmm. a phone in my office and I unplug it before each show. I mm-hmm. forgot. Imagine that during the show. Remember when it used to ring? Remember when the phones used to actually yeah. ring? Oh, man. You used to have to dial them. That was crazy. I love that sound. Yeah, wasn't it great? Mm-hmm. And when you always hated it when you had to do the nine because it had to go all the way around. Yeah. <laughs> I remember being in New York being so stunned that they changed. New York used to have one area code, 212. Mm-hmm. And then they introduced Long Island at 516. And my father lived in Suffolk County. And then they introduced 631. And I was like traumatized as a kid. I was like, oh my God, what did you do? The world was about to end, you know, 631. All right. Today's show also brought to you by our buddies at My Patriot Supply. Uh, their, their website is preparewithdan.com, as a matter of fact. And folks, listen, after all that's happened over the last couple of weeks, um, this is an easy sell. And I'm I'm proud to work with this company because... Although they're selling you a product, selling you the on the idea requires no selling at all. This is just a common sense thing. You've got to be prepared. All that's going on in the islands right now, all that's going on in Naples. I could tell you some horror stories, by the way, out of southwest Florida from friends of mine I've been following up with. Um, it's not good down there. I mean, listen, it's it, it's not a national, uh, uh, you know, it's, it's not like a nuclear bomb went off over there, obviously, but it's bad. Gas, you know, people in the Keys are having a tough time with water. Folks, you got to prepare. Go get yourself some water. Go get yourself some generator. A generator. Go get yourself five-gallon gas buckets. Keep some gas in your house. Put the stabilizer in it. But get yourself some food. Please. Go get yourself a one-month supply of emergency food. I have multiple boxes of this stuff. My Patriot Supply will give it you for $99. It lasts for 25 years. It is a one-month supply of food. That's for one person. That's why I get a couple boxes. Go to preparewithdan.com. That's preparewithdan.com. And I implore you, please pick up a one-month supply of emergency food. It's the best $99 you're ever going to spend. It lasts for 25 years. Store it in your closet. I hope you never need it. So do they, by the way. But if you do, you are going to remember the day you bought it and say, thank God you did. Go to preparewithdan.com. Please support our sponsors. Pick up a box today. My Patriot Supply Emergency Food. 
Okay. Uh, yeah, this Hollywood relief event uh, was really frustrating for me. I just, you know, they for those of you that missed it, they did a relief event a couple of nights ago, and Stevie Wonder and Beyonce and everybody got up there and proceeded to lecture us all again about climate change. And I mean, they raised money for Harvey and 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 Irma, and that's great. For, it was like forty four million dollars. But gosh, can you just spare us the lectures for five minutes? I mean, people are really getting sick of you. Do you have any idea how tired people are of you? I mean, seriously, does it bother you at all if you are an NFL player or a Hollywood celebrity or a singer right now that people are not buying your product because you just won't shut up? Dan, you know, summer box office is down from last year 10%. Dramatically, yeah. dramatically. I mean, it's uh, this. It's it's it, that's a big number. Yeah, it is ten percent when you're a billion dollar industry is not small potatoes, folks. And I'm telling you right now, it's going to continue to go down. There was a caller in the rush. Was it yesterday? I was listening to Limbaugh, and a guy called in and said, "You know what? I'm done. I don't. I just don't watch movies anymore. I don't see it. I'm done with it." And I, folks, I feel the same way. I mean, I will go to a movie. I saw. Um, Dunkirk recently, but I will see nothing with Jennifer Lawrence. I skipped the Star Wars movie because uh, uh, what the writers had this anti-Trump thing. I'm going to skip this next Star Wars movie because Mark Hamill, who plays Luke Skywalker, turns out as a major league zero. Um, <laughs> I, I'm just done. I, I mean, I'm not spending the money. You think Hollywood would get it, but they don't. They continue to lecture us. It's just uh, really disturbing. Hey, on a lighter note, but because uh, I got a couple more things I want to get to, but there's a story on Drudge today, Joe, that should kind of freak you out. Mm-hmm. I say a lighter note because it, I'm really, it's not, it's not political, but they're, apparently the International Space Station has been doing some research on infectious bacteria and yeah. how they behave in space. you see this? No. So they found out that this, these like deadly bacteria, when you put them in space, they learn to shapeshift and adapt. So Brian Doherty is a producer what? over at Fox News who I know. He had a funny tweet to this. It's a Sky News story. I'll put the story in the show notes. Read it. It's, it's pretty freaky, right? Brian Doherty had the best tweet ever. He had that a, a little a little uh, giffy. And I know it jif- I, it's giffy. I don't care. Some people tell me it's jiffy. It's giffy. I like <laughs> gifts. It was just like a moving picture. And Brian Doherty tweeted Leslie Nielsen from the Naked Gun saying, there's nothing to see here and behind him. The whole building's blowing up and everybody's running out. There's nothing to... Listen, shape-shifting bacteria, you better keep that stuff in space. Don't bring that back. I don't care what you got to do. Bleach them or don't bring any of those shape-shifting things back. I don't want one of those like mimic things. They had that movie uh, about 10 years ago with Paul Servino's daughter with those mimic things, those shape-shifters. I don't want any of them back here like the blob from the 60s. Keep them suckers in space. And it was interesting (laughs) because one of the things they did is apparently these bacteria... They shrunk in size to prevent absorbing certain chemicals or something. And then what they did is they clumped up so that the outer bacteria would basically defend the inner bacteria against chemicals and intrusion or whatever it is. And I thought, oh my wow. gosh, this is freaky. This is like the blob waiting to happen. <laughs> so read the piece. It's, it, yeah, it'll freak you out a little bit. All right. Uh, one more story I wanted to get to. There's a, a growing phenomenon back to politics and the disturbing collapse of uh, the Republic right now. <laughs> um, there's this growing phenomenon in the uh, judiciary branch of our federal government. They're calling Trump law, where uh, this is really disturbing, Joe, where things are legal, but they're illegal because of 
Trump did him, basically. Now, we saw this with his travel ban, where mm-hmm. most legal scholars acknowledge that the travel ban was completely within the president's purview to ban people from certain countries with terror ties from coming here. Mm-hmm. Um, most legal scholars who went with a sane mind agreed that it was perfectly legal, uh, but it was, of course, struck down by a couple of courts because Trump had said things during the campaign that people felt were discriminatory. Okay, but that's not the law. All right. All right? Now, I just wanted to bring up this one point because there's a story today about this this Looney Tune, um, Eric Schneiderman, who is the uh, prosecutor in uh, for the what is it the uh, the New York I think he's the AG in New York State. Eric Schneiderman, he's a Democrat, of course, mm-hmm. and this guy is suing Trump for repealing the Obama administration order on DACA. Now, this is fascinating because. The base. Think about this. You want to see how whacked out the liberals are, folks. Think about the logic here. Process what I'm about to tell you. You can argue this with your liberal friends and watch them go, huh, huh, what, huh, come again. The basis for his lawsuit is that Trump said things during the campaign, just like the silly old lawsuits about the travel ban, yeah. that were could be perceived as be, being discriminatory against Mexicans. And therefore, his repeal of the DACA, bill, DACA uh, order, which was just a, a DHS order, yeah. that that's not legal because it has a because his statements during the campaign means that he might have been looking to impact uh, Mexicans and it had some kind of a racist motive. What? So let me get this straight. Just so we're, you have the why here. Yeah. The liberals' why is that campaign statements matter not the fact that he repealed an order, which he's perfectly entitled to do. Again, Trump law. No one's disputing he has the power to do this. Mm. They're disputing his intent based on campaign statements. <laughs> All right. Well, give him the golden drool bucket, you know? Does, that, does, that, <laughs> does anybody in my listening audience, if you, you see where I'm going with this? Yeah. There are some of you who are picking up on this right now, and some of you may not be. Mm. Think about the history of DACA. Remember the show a few <laughs> days ago where I quoted Barack Obama yeah. in his own words? <laughs> During his presidency, not during a campaign, during his actual presidency, saying he could not do DACA on a Univision interview in September, that he couldn't do it, that he had no power to do it, and then he did it. But no, 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 no. Those words don't mean anything. You have an actual president in the actual world, in actual life, saying, I can't do this, who then subsequently does it. Nobody sues and said, well, they did sue, but nobody claims that the statement should matter towards that. They analyzed just the DACA order Obama gave. So when you're a Democrat, it's only the order that matters. And the statements don't mean anything. And this is how we'll wrap it up. But when you're Trump... The order doesn't matter, and only your statements matter. Does any of this bother you? If you're a liberal, does any of this bother you that we're living right now in a a completely discretionary society where laws mean nothing, and it only matters when you're Trump what you said before, but what Obama says doesn't mean anything? Does any of this bother you at all? Are you ever going to stand up and do the right thing and say, okay, that's just not fair? Ever. My guess is you won't. You know, I'm sorry. I'm not going to do a big liberal bashing thing again today. But my guess is, based on my experience with the far left, is you won't. My guess is you really don't care. My guess is you really don't care about law. You really don't care about order. You really don't care about principle. What you care about is your hate and your rage towards Trump. 
and anything you can do, even the dismantling of the rule of law in the judiciary branch of government and any tool you can to hurt and maim and harm this guy's presidency, you'll do it. And you don't care what lasting effects it has on the republic. It's a damn shame. It really is. All right, folks, thanks for tuning in today. Uh, Give me your feedback on the show. I always appreciate it, danielatbongino.com. And thank you again for all of the reviews on iTunes for the show. We're up to almost 500 reviews now on the podcast, so I really appreciate that. And thanks for the reviews on my book as well on Amazon, Protecting the President. Uh, We're at nine reviews, which is pretty good, considering it doesn't come out till uh, Tuesday, uh, but it's available on Amazon now. So thanks a lot. I'll see you all tomorrow. You just heard the Dan Bongino Show. Get more of Dan online anytime at conservativereview.com. You can also get Dan's podcasts on iTunes or SoundCloud. And follow Dan on Twitter 24-7 at DBongino.